This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, I'm home from Las Vegas for the big trade show called SEMA, the Specialty Equipment Market Association trade show. All things aftermarket. What does that mean? All the hot rod equipment and wheels and tires and off-road gear and lights and stripes and whatever you want to talk about. It's at SEMA. 125,000 people showed up this year, which is still down from before the COVID crap. I think they got up to like 165 or 170,000 people. It's a week-long event. BJ Colleen was there. She's on the phone with us right now. Well, BJ, there's so much to talk about. I don't even know where. I did a couple interviews while I was there, actually. But um, what kind of was at the top of your list or... At the bottom of your list, wherever you'd like to start. <laughs> well, let's just talk about SEMA in general, okay. because I went to the show last year and it was terrible last year. Not terrible just because there was nobody there. There well, were very yeah. few booths. You know, it was the first year back. This year, there were definitely more people. What did they say? It was up like 35, 25 or 35%, yeah. they said, as over, far as yeah, uh, over last year. Uh, right. Yeah, attendance goes. But you can still see the biggest change, I think, was the fact that Ford and General Motors weren't really there. Ford used to take up pretty much the whole length of the of the Central Hall, and it was all Ford, all Ford. And this time it was Toyota and Lexus. Ford is not going to auto shows anymore. And mm. that included SEMA because, you know, it cost a lot of money to do that so they're trying to save money so it was taken over by lexus and toyota which was actually pretty impressive they had you know lexus had a little small section and toyota had a lot and toyota did a lot of things with their suvs and with their full-size pickup trucks so it was nice that they they slotted in there instead of having some giant hole in the space and there were some (laughs) pretty cool things from from toyota as well but now now wait uh, a minute did did i hear you say that ford has said they're not going to do auto shows period yeah they're not they're not doing anything ford isn't the most recent auto shows you won't see mercedes bmw audi um acura honda they're pretty much done the auto shows and you know those stands and those builds take a lot of money and a lot of effort millions and millions of dollars and they're finding that they can use that money to get to the consumers better through experiential drive and drives and things like that so you're going to see I think the death of the auto show has begun, to be perfectly honest. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens because you can shop online. Remember, the only place you used to go was the auto show. That way you can see all the cars at once without having to drive dealership to dealership. And now you can go online and do all your research and everything. And once you've done everything, you pretty much know what vehicle you're going to go and you go to the dealership. So an auto show is kind of cool for eye candy, but it really isn't turning into sales for anybody well, so they just decided you know it, let's it, let's it, it must it down. not have roi return on investment for them because i remember there was a year where somebody said well what did the audi booth cost for the detroit auto show and somebody said something to the effect of 50 million dollars because they yeah. construct this like small audi village you know and and now there's cars on carpet 
Which is fine. And that's usually, I have to imagine, that's the local Audi dealer or Ford dealer or whoever's going to be there. Because they, they still want people to go to auto shows. Like coming up, what is it, like next week or something is the L.A. auto show. I don't think I'm going. Correct. And I don't think I'm going either. Yeah. Just because I don't really need to. Again, you can watch all the introductions online. Right. All the manufacturers have set up so you can go to YouTube and see and without having to deal with the price of hotels, without having to deal with the other journalists there that get in your way all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've been there. It's kind yeah. of a nightmare. <laughs> oh Especially the ones that shouldn't be taking pictures. You know, you got professionals there with cameras and these guys are up there with their little you know, iPhones. And hey, that's like me. That. That's so, me. I'm a radio guy. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, and that's true. So you should not be in front. But that, that's, well, that's too but bad. That, but, you know, it's true. But the SEMA show, so it was definitely down from the best it's ever been. This is my 39th year in a row going oh to SEMA. Oh, my god! I know. I started when I started Motorcyclist Magazine. They had a booth there back then. And I used to man the booth oh back then. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, but this time I just walked around and... And I know we'll get into this in the next segment, but I think that the SEMA show really belonged to the Ring Brothers. Yeah. And well, if you don't know the Ring Brothers, they're a pair of brothers that live in uh, um, Wisconsin and uh, just absolutely amazing with the vehicles that they brought there. And we'll talk about that when we get to the next all segment. All right. Yes. Uh, in the next segment, I'm going to do an interview I did at SEMA with Lance Stander from Superformance. Had Mario Andretti in the booth. Why? Well, listen up. I'll take you to SEMA with us and then come back with more BJ Colleen. Stay with us. That ain't working, that's the way you do it Money for nothing and your chicks free Now that ain't working, that's the way you do it Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, we're here in the Superformance booth. A beautiful vehicle has just been unveiled. Mario Andretti literally came in, swooped in, signed the dash, and swooped off again because he has so many different uh, events going on here. But Lance Stander is here of Superformance, the CEO of Superformance USA. Talk about what you just unveiled here and why, why the significance of Mario Andretti. Well, this car is really special. I mean, Ford did, as it was, we all know because of the Ford versus Ferrari movie, a one, two, three at Lamar. But there were other GT40s at that race. And, and Mario was doing really well in the race, but unfortunately had a mechanical failure. But we were so proud of the cars, those Mark II GT40s that raced at that time. We had to do all the liveries. We've done the Dan Gurney livery, the Ken Miles, the, the Chris Amon car and um, 
Mario Andretti's car had to happen, and this is it uh, right here. And it's an absolutely beautiful car. And it was a real proud moment for us, because as most of the people, your listeners are probably too, Mario is a hero for us. I mean, he's, he's a god. He's a car racing god. And to have him come and sign the dash, sit in the car, and just, you know, see his reaction. I've been doing this for so many years now with Bob Bonnerant in the old days and Alan Grant and Dan Gurney and all. Those guys are so passionate about these race cars. They get in the car and they sit there and it looks like it's the first time they've been it. They just remember everything and they just love the feeling. So this car is something that can be bought? Are you going to oh, make yeah. more of these? Yeah, this is going to be an addition that's going to be available. You can order the paint schemes. We have all the different paint schemes from the GT40s that raced in the 60s. And you can tailor make it to your own personal design and whatever ideas are in your mind. We've all got the the little toy car we saw years ago or a poster we saw years ago and that's the car we want and that's very possible. What I want to do is have you for a moment talk about Superformance for those who don't know. You and I are old friends and I know all about it but you you probably have people say is that the real thing? What do we have yeah, here? You know, so talk about Superformance, what you guys do. So Superformance started out like most other companies 30 years ago, and we were replicating the cars from the 60s that we loved. And it was basically the Cobra. And we started with a little MK3 that's here behind us. But over the years, Superformance changed direction. And that was about 25 approximate years ago went over to do just cars that are licensed by the original manufacturers authorized and then eventually we progress to actually build the cars for the company so for instance if you buy a, a cobra from superformance you can actually buy a shelby cobra with a csx serial number on it and if you buy a gt40 we are the only company licensed to manufacture gt40s for gt40 it's no longer a replica or a continuation it's a new gt40 on the old base car and we are the only company and the same was with the Corvette Grand Sport you know I wanted to do that car for so many years but I couldn't get the licensing from Chevrolet and eventually we got the license from Chevrolet and now we're really proud of the Corvette but that's the background to Superformance you're buying something real that has appreciated Superformances that we sold 30 years ago we're selling for four times the price now so and that's the proof of what the car's all about three years ago Superformances are selling for 30% more at the moment. So the cars are appreciating. And the, of course the Shelbys and stuff we build. So what would a car like this cost? This is the 1966 Superformance GT40 Mark II special paint livery uh, of Mario Andretti uh, from the uh, 24 hours. Or if, what did you yeah, call it? That's right. Yeah. And of course with the 100th anniversary yes, yes. you know we got something yeah. really special here. Exactly. Exactly. So these start off approximately around 200 to 250,000 which is a bargain considering that new, even to buy a new one yeah. if you want you and you yeah. can't find one for a no. million bucks no. but um, these even not you know, uh, so, so the next generation, what, what do they call that? The so, 506 GT. Yeah, the 506. Yeah, no, they 500,000. 500,000, right? Yeah. So explain, this is not just a, what they used to call, air quotes, kit yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So, no, you're buying the real thing. And, and as I say, something that would look amazing in any man's car collection. This is a bargain. This is a, It's an all-steel monocoque, the same as the original cars. Everything is done the same as the original car. We've upgraded the brakes and we've upgraded the coilover shock absorbers and oh, stuff the like drive that. drivetrain, it the looks, basic. what's under the hood? But the, the real deal is the same, and of course the drivetrain in this case is a new Ford Illuminator engine, so 
absolute machine, 8,000 plus RPM in a 2,400 pound car. I mean, everything makes so much sense. It's just power to weight ratio is great. Oh my gosh, you guys got to go check it out. What's the website? Superformance.com? Yeah. Superformance.com. You can go to ShelbyLegendaryCars.com and you'll see all, but Superformance.com has got all the different models on. You guys go look at this car. I mean to tell you, it is beautiful. Superformance.com. Lance, thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks very much. What a thank wonderful machine. All right, we'll be back from SEMA right after this. Never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. is The Drive with Alan Taylor and BJ Colleen. We are here talking about uh, the SEMA show, S-E-M-A, Specialty Equipment Market Association trade show. BJ Colleen and I palled around there just a little bit and I got a few interviews along the way to bring back. I probably should have got a whole bunch more, but I actually had, had some stuff I was doing there. Gave away nine cars, by the way, BJ. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. That was pretty yeah. impressive. You know, I got a, a phone call from a friend of mine, and she's like, hey, can you emcee an event? And I'm like, well, what is it? And she's like, well, we're going to be doing this, that, and the other thing. And, and I don't know why I didn't quite understand that they were going to be actually giving away nine cars. And I was going to be, you know, the guy that was helping to do that. And so I'm like, well, uh, yeah, uh, I'll do that. Heck yeah. So uh, let me just tell you what it's called. It was called the Recycled Rides from the National Auto Body Council, which is a nonprofit organization. They work with all the, uh, well, the body shops and the, the rental car agencies and the insurance agencies. And what they do is they all get together. And if they get into a, uh, like, let's just say you rent a car and it gets into a crash and Geico was one of the big ones involved with this. It gave away a number of cars. Anyway, the car gets into a crash. It's not so bad. It's not maybe not totaled, but, you know, they think, all right, you know what? Let's go ahead and have one of our preferred body shops fix this and then give this to, let's say, a needy family or a veteran or somebody that, you know, is, is just in need of having good transportation so they can do better in their life. And, and that's what they did. One of the stories, actually, they were all really sweet stories, but one of them was a young uh, guy that was in Iraq and he was captured and he spent six years in an Iraqi prison, if you can imagine this. Wow. And when he wow. finally gets out, he comes back home and now he's a veteran, but he's a little lost, and so he's trying to find himself. And how they kind of lift him up is they give him a car. And these are cars that are like, you know, 2018, 19, 20, 21. You know, not brand new cars, but used cars that are in completely refurbished condition. 
and it's called Recycle Rides. And now they've asked me after it's all said and done, they've asked me to be the voice of this, which I think is great because I used to recycle cars. I used to own a wrecking yard and I was in the recycling business. So uh, to be able to be involved with it, the NABC, I'm thrilled. And um, when they asked me, they said, well, what will you charge us? I said, you know, what? I don't care. You pay me whatever the heck you want. I want to be involved. So it was very nice. I don't even care if they do pay me or not, but they want me to be involved and be the face for this whole thing with Recycle Rides. They've given away like a thousand cars, BJ, to needy families and people. That is so heartwarming to Isn't hear. Isn't that great? And, you know, SEMA does some good things with charities. You know, they they really do, and, and it's nice to hear. But I think that one that you did yeah. is just especially wonderful because it's people that don't expect it. Yep. And, you know, you know the cars are going to be done well because yep. you've got the best in the business working on these vehicles. So totally. no, it's, it's just a plus all the way around. I and and I, I'm, Geico well. is my insurance company, and I kind of felt nice about that. I thought, you know what? And Geico is just one of them. They have a whole bunch of these insurance companies. I don't have the list in front of me. But then there was... You know, these two sisters from Chicago that had moved to Las Vegas and or no, no, they were cousins and they were in they were, you know, in bad relationships and they were being battered by their um, husband. So they escaped to Las Vegas to get away from that craziness. And they have two little kids. And it was so cute because when they, you know, I put the microphone in front of a little kid's face and it's just (laughs) the kid does not know what to do. But it was really cute. And uh, it was really fun. I was like, what do you think? Oh, it's cool, man. It's so cool. It's like, you know, these little kids. But then these two cousins both were awarded a car. And the one says, if it wasn't for my cousin, I would still be in this bad relationship in Chicago. I came out here to follow her. And now she helps me get involved in this program for Recycled Rides. And they both got cars, which is so cute. They both had little kids and and a couple of veterans got it, you know, the one I told you about, and a couple other ones, a couple of active military people that were just, uh, you know, having a tough time in life. And But thank you to the NABC for letting me be involved with that, because I'll tell you what, I'm not the only one that cried during this whole thing, because people, when they tell their stories of what they've endured in life, and this is such a pick-me-up, it's incredible for those folks. So I was very proud to be involved. Anyway. And I'm glad you were. You yeah. know that what they say is like... Uh, you have to be kind to everybody because you don't know what crap they're going through. That's at the exactly time, so. right. That's exactly That's right. True. So, so. Uh, and for I, you. I would suggest that uh, if anybody is interested in that, just look up NABC, like ABC Television, but it's not related. NABC National Auto Body Council, and uh, you can find out more information of it. And actually, my my son made some videos, and so there's going to be some videos coming soon because I told him I said, you know, you need to be here. And film this just in case something cool happens. And by golly, it cool happened. I can tell you that. And so I said, put one of those together and send it to the people. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you got to make one for every one of these people (laughs) that got their car because they got to tell their stories, you know. And it really was uh, very heartwarming. All right. We got to take another break. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more about SEMA. And then uh, Chris Jacobs from Overhauling and uh, Long Lost Family was there. And he he and I got to work together on another project, too. But when we come back, BJ Colleen has got more information and stuff that's going on at SEMA and what's maybe in the future of SEMA coming up for those that are uh, in this industry, the automotive industry. So... We'll learn about that together. BJ Colleen, the voice of reason in my automotive journalistic world. And she also helps me with my spelling. So uh, we'll be right back. It is, it's uh, The Drive. Stay with us. 
was something in my head I couldn't escape the memory of the phone Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And today we're talking about uh, SEMA in this hour anyway. Uh, BJ Colleen joining me. And, um, you know, I, I had a good time. I did get a little bit sick, though. I think, <laughs> I think the winter sludge was going around, BJ. And uh, so on Thursday... Thursday, I pretty much stayed to myself, and then I went home Friday morning. So I only really had Tuesday and Wednesday, and I think I that was about enough for me. I don't know why. Maybe the bloom is off the rose a little <laughs> bit after. This is my like thirty. This is my thirtieth or thirty-first year of going to SEMA every year, with the exception of the one year they they didn't do it during COVID, did they? No, they. Uh, they no, they didn't. Right, not they, in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, right? They did online. And it didn't work. Oh, out. yeah, Nothing yeah, does. yeah. So, uh, by the way, the uh, the website for the National Auto Body Council is nationalautobodycouncil.org. I think I might have said .com, but it's .org. And then same on the Facebook page, National Auto Body Council. You can go to that, and you can see some of the people that won the cars and little stories and what have you. So, But anyway, okay. can we talk? Did you say you had a little bit of news about how SEMA uh, is going to be changing for next year? Yeah, I did, but I, I want to talk about the Ring Brothers first. Okay, okay, they okay, really, okay. You know, Mike and Jim Ring called the Ring Brothers. They're, yep. they're car nice builders. Guys. They, they're yep. from yeah, Spring Green, Wisconsin. They are just absolutely not only two of the nicest people you could ever meet, but two of the most talented people they you are. can ever meet. Very creative, very clever. They actually brought four vehicles to the show, wow. which is like, I don't even remember if, if uh, Troy or Chip or anybody ever brought four vehicles, because what they did when they didn't come last year to SEMA uh, or the year before is they just hunkered down and started building vehicles. Oh, so yeah. they brought a 48 Chevy Loadmaster that they called Enyo, and Enyo is the name of a Greek goddess of war. It's an absolutely amazing truck, 1,010 horsepower. It took them about 10 years to make, uh, 10,000 hours. They chopped and channeled it. It's just absolutely amazing. And it took home Battle of the Builders title for SEMA that year, the best overall build. And it's well-deserved because it really was something else. They also had a 72 Chevy K5 Blazer that they named Bully. And I absolutely loved that one. I thought that one was pretty cool. It's a 6.8-liter LS3 engine V8 topped with a Whipple supercharger. I, You know, 1,200 horsepower. It's everything that SEMA is supposed to be. You know, it's just ridiculous over the top. 
just custom builds like crazy. They also had a Camaro and a Mustang. And these guys were two of the busiest people at the show because they were running everywhere, everywhere to get these uh, the introductions done at uh, different kinds of locations. The Blazer actually won its class of four-wheel driving off-road in the Battle of Builders as well. Yeah. So, what, what year? Was like a now, 70, 68, 69? 72. 72. That's what it was. 72, yeah. yeah. So everybody knows that SEMA, again, is only open for the private, not the public. But if you want to see the Battle of the Builders TV program, it's going to air on Saturday, January 28th. So next year at 9 a.m. And you want to find out where, go to SEMABOTB.com. They'll give you the updates and the channels it's airing on. B-O-T-B? B-B-B-B? SEMA B-O-T-B for Battle of the Builders. There you go. Okay. Battle of the Builders. Gotcha. Okay. And now you said that you wanted to talk about what's coming for SEMA. And it's pretty interesting. A couple days ago, they announced that they have a five-year vision for the SEMA show. And they're turning it into an all-city experience. So it's not going to be contained just to... The convention center, what they're going to do is SEMA will still be the trade-only show from Tuesday through Friday. But on Friday, the final day, they're going to invite a limited number of enthusiasts to attend the SEMA show. Mm. And so that for the first time, it'll be open to the public. So I don't know exactly how it's going to happen. you got to stay tuned and let you know. Right. And then on Friday, SEMA week, they're also going to take over the Las Vegas Festival Grounds. Which, to be perfectly honest, I've lived here seven years and I've never even heard of it. So <laughs> okay, I have yeah, to figure out where it is because I don't know where it is. I'm hoping they have more parking than they do at the convention center. Oh, I know it's terrible. Um, just absolutely horrible. But mm-hmm. it's going to be the festival grounds are going to be open to everybody. So they're going to they call it a high octane and immersive festival like celebration of car culture. It's going to have music and entertainment, a car show, a cruise, VIP experiences, craft food automotive celebrities and motorsports and it's going to run alongside the SEMA ignited cruise and the SEMA show after party which again everybody in the world is invited to it's not just for the industry internals so they're also going to have an auction and they've got a lot of things planned i think part of this alan is as you and i well know the attendance has been down you know people are getting more into electric vehicles and so they're just trying to keep the passion ignited with enthusiasts you know, you, you talk about how Ford and General Motors were not there. Dodge took over the old General Motors location, which it may not mean much to the average person that's listening, but we're talking about a gigantic piece of real estate within the uh, how many million square feet of, uh, you know, the Las Vegas Convention Center. And so I think Dodge did a great job. They had a great display of Dodge vehicles, even like convertible challengers. And, and one of my buddies goes, they're going to make those. And of course, it's like, well, they do make those aftermarket companies make those. Dodge is not going to make a convertible right. challenger. Matter of fact, challengers going away yeah. in that iteration. And they'll come out with some new thing that's going to either be a charger, electric, two door. They're, they're going to just, uh, you know, everybody's going to be confused for a little while, I think. But. You know, you got Camaro kind of going away, and it'll be back, as we all know it. They always return. Even the Taurus returned. Remember, (laughs) that's one they should have let go. But anyway, the interesting thing is that um, the folks that took over those big spaces, I think, did a good job. Toyota and Lexus, like you said, took over the Ford space. General Motors is gone. Dodge took it over. They did a good job. The place was pretty full you know, I mean, but you could tell over at the West Hall, the new hall that is, uh, you know, I mean, it's brand new. It's very, very, very sexy. 
but it was not as um, full as it could have been, of course. There was plenty of space is what I'm trying to say. But because of this electric car convergence that is happening upon us right now, I believe we're going to see at the Consumer Electronics Show in January, we're going to see the automakers that were not at SEMA may show up over at the Consumer Electronics Show. What do you think? I think you're right. Are you coming out here for that? I am going to come out. I already have a uh, matter of fact, the folks at the Consumer Electronics Show are really nice. They like the media. They really bend over backwards because they want the news to get out there, which I think is brilliant. But they make it difficult for the general public to get in where you're talking about SEMA will be opening up somewhat to the uh, the enthusiast world. The enthusiast world when it comes to consumer electronics is kind of it's a different animal. It's a different type of uh, I mean, it's just so vast, you know what I mean? Because there's everything from cars to, you know, machinery and uh, strange little you know, light bulbs that have speakers in them, I mean, everything in between. So yeah. it is it is kind of interesting that uh, SEMA is going to be opening up in that way. I don't think the Consumer Electronics Show will ever do that. I, think, I don't think so either. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. But I think I'm the, okay with it. the automakers, it yeah, I'm okay with it too because it, it becomes so crowded at a certain point. And let me tell you, getting on the, the, uh, the monorail system, if you go at O-Dark 30 when I would go normally, it's fine. It's great. But if you go when everybody else is going, I felt like I was in China. I felt like I was a sardine, a human sardine, and that's probably where I got sick. You know, Probably so. You're like face-to-face -face with too many other faces, if I can say that. All right, let me come back with uh, my buddy Chris Jacobs. I love the guy. You know him, too. He is, yeah. He's a good man, and he and I are working together a little bit on a couple of things. But we'll talk to Chris Jacobs when we come back. And then, BJ, I know you have a little bit of news to do, too. So hang with us. Yeah. We'll be right back. You're listening to uh, The Drive. I had to think about that for a minute. The Drive all across America. We'll be right back. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability plus a design that's bold and protective at the same time the forester wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure discover more at subaru.com wilderness SEMA with my buddy Chris Jacobs. You've probably seen him on overhaul and if not on auction sites and all over the television for car guys. Chris, you just got done uh, talking about something really important going on here at the Eaton booth. Yep. Talk about what's happening here with this Bronco behind us. Well, Eaton has partnered up with Gateway Bronco to give this Bronco away in a sweepstakes with proceeds benefiting the Special Operator Transition Foundation which is an amazing organization that helps veterans transition from their special operator duties back into civilian life. I'm a huge supporter of the military. I do a lot of work for our brothers and sisters in the military, so it's my pleasure to be a part in a very small way of this project. And it's all about this truck. This truck is absolutely incredible. 68, completely customized, obviously. Coyote 5.0 with a Roush supercharger under the hood. Willwood brakes all the way around top-notch suspension, interior, my favorite touch, the barnwood incorporated into the interior. So, I mean, 
I have to wear a bib when I look at a uh, Gateway Bronco. Is that drool? Is that no what that is? That's drool, yeah. That yes. is drool. Okay. That was drool, yeah. Well, I, I noticed that you have a lot of oil on your body because the Thunder Down Under people are calling you oh, right yeah. now. I gotta, Chris Jacobs. i got to be at rehearsal in about 20 minutes, so can we wrap this up? <laughs> thank you, man. It's good seeing My you pleasure. out here at CETA. Thank, thank you, you thank you for being with us. All right. It's Chris Jacobs, everybody. Listen, he's talking about something that is really important. We're going to raise some money, and I want to help. Seth Burgett right here from Gateway, the founder and the president and the man behind the vision that is Gateway Bronco, raising money to help our veterans and not just any veterans. I'm talking special forces. And these folks have seen what no people should probably see. So it's not an easy transition. And so, first of all, let me thank you personally, because this is the kind of stuff we as Americans need to do for our veterans. So first, thank you. Oh, Alan, it's, it's, it's our pleasure to be a part of this, and uh, I appreciate your, your willingness to support this. It's a great cause, and, and it's a cause called the Special Operators Transition Foundation. Rob O'Neill's a part of this. He's gone through the program. We've got so many great and wonderful special operators that are transitioning. About 18 months prior to them coming out of the military, they work with executive coaches and mentors. Finding a place in civilian life, in middle management, in executive management, and they're now producing at their top level effort in civilian life and couldn't be more happy to be involved with this. It's uh, Gateway Bronco slash win. You can donate, you can win this Bronco, and uh, all the proceeds go to this charity. Now, the Bronco itself, 1968 Bronco, as Chris mentioned, it's uh, got a Roush Performance Supercharger, it's got Italian Distress Leather, Leather Wrapped Roll Bar, Active Ride Control, the list goes on and on and on. You can see it all on gatewaybronco.com slash win. Uh, what else would you like to know, Alan? Well, it's also tax deductible, which is huge. Well, I can't really say those things because that's giving tax advice, but I'm pretty sure that uh, if you talk to your tax advisor, they're going to tell you the same thing. Yeah. It is a donation to the charity, and 100% of the proceeds goes there. The story behind this is I had a customer. He's ordered three Broncos now. This is his third, two for his family and one for his, I would say, extended family in the military. And so he wanted to be able to donate this Bronco. He said, Seth, how can we give all that proceeds away to Sodif? And I said, well, let's figure it out. And we worked with this team. We got this program put together. It runs through the end of January. And uh, you can go online and, and try to find a way to win this thing. And, and, you know, it's just a great program, great people. And Mr. Leno had great things to say about the Bronco. Couldn't have been more pleased with that. And so we got uh, folks like Chris Jacobs supporting us, you supporting us, and couldn't appreciate that more. Well, you know what? And ever since I very first saw a Gateway Bronco, I thought, holy mackerel, this is the real deal. I mean, I think you guys, I hate to say this, but you may have built a vehicle that was better than its original. Well, thank you, Alan. You know you've been my greatest cheerleader. I'm going to buy you some pom-poms someday. You know, he is the greatest cheerleader for Gateway Bronco, and, and I appreciate that. So it's... When, when my pom-poms show up in the mail, I'll know where they came from. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Talk about Gateway Bronco and, and what you guys do. I mean, somebody can buy and custom build one of these from you, too. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, what I saw in the industry, Alan, is I tried to buy a Bronco in 2016, and I talked to a couple of the existing builders out there, and I just didn't feel good about the experience. They said it would take three years to get a vehicle, and I said, this is, this is insane. And so we set up to professionalize the industry, building Broncos on an assembly line and doing it with quality controls, doing it with a warranty, a fixed price. We're really kind of 
we changed the industry that way. You know, people weren't giving warranties. We give up to a seven-year bumper-to-bumper warranty. We take care of it anywhere around the world. Whatever happens, we take care of it. And um, it's fixed price, built on an assembly line. And, you know, it's, it's constantly moving the product better and better and better. So what you see today, this is just the beginning. We're 250 units in, and uh, we got a lot more to go. 250 of the most beautiful Broncos you've ever seen. Go check out gatewaybronco.com. And you know what? If you want to win a beautiful Bronco, if you want to see one of the most beautiful Broncos in the world that could be yours, check out gatewaybronco.com. Is there a slash behind it? A slash if you want to win it, slash win. All right. I'm Alan Taylor. Thank you very much, Seth. Gatewaybronco.com slash win. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. All right, so maybe we've talked about SEMA just enough for uh, the industry folks and the folks that don't know what SEMA is or care about it. Uh, Let's talk about regular old automotive news and information. BJ Colleen joining us here for that once again. Um, so BJ, um, here we are in this strange time. The elections are kind of behind us and, you know, listen, this is a weird time of history. It's all there is to it. And you know, people used to say, you know, I know when the end of the world's coming, when pigs fly and dogs start sleeping with cats and it's all happening. (laughs) I've seen pigs flying. I've seen dogs and cats sleeping together. So we're pretty close to the end of the world, but uh, anything interesting happening in the auto industry? <laughs> well, if you follow speed, then I want to give you a little bit of news that a new record was set on the Nürburgring. Mm. And if anybody knows what that is, the Nürburgring is actually in Germany. It's a 14, I think, 0.1 or 0.7 mile track. That's a street track, but all the manufacturers use it for testing of speed. And it's 14 miles, all right? So a normal car would take maybe about 14, 13, 14 minutes to do it. They just set a new record. The Mercedes-Benz AMG 1 actually jumped on it, and they set a record of doing the whole 14-mile lap in 6 minutes, 35 seconds. So <laughs> you can imagine how fast that is. It just It's funny because all the manufacturers just go time after time to try to beat the other ones. The last one, Porsche 911 GT2 RS, did it in 638. So they beat the Porsche's time by three seconds. That was June of 2021. 
And then the previous Mercedes, the AMG GT Black Series, did it in 6.43. So they've shaved almost 10 seconds off of the time from the previous vehicle. And it's kind of like a, a bragging rights thing, you know, Alan, where right. I have the fastest car on the Nürburgring. And I heard that Hyundai's taking the Ionic out there as well. Now, it won't be doing it in six minutes, but it's going to have a pretty decent time. So. so what was powering this Mercedes vehicle? I think that it has a gasoline electric hybrid drivetrain. Right. It's a turbocharged 1.6 liter V6 and four electric motors. So, yeah, they said it's pretty close to the one that powers their Formula One Mercedes. Mm. Over 1,000 horsepower, closer to 1,063 is what they're saying. And wow. it's just amazing. And, of course, you know, you got to have a, a, a talented driver behind the wheel. It was their uh, DTM driver, Mauro Engel, mm. who left it. They call it the Green Hell. That's what they call the nickname for the Nürburgring. By the way, I don't want to spend much time. I want to have my entire conversation with Mario Andretti over at SEMA was, yeah. hi, 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 hi. And <laughs> that was it because he was being whisked off. They were supposed to let me interview him. And then uh, it was, hi, hi. Uh, uh, so, so much for that. Anyway. Well, Mario's great, very popular. He's a sweetheart. He you have to have dinner with him one time. Yeah. Time. I think you were there, too. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Uh, another piece of news I thought was interesting is the Beijing Auto Show is being scrapped for 2022 because of COVID outbreak. So, oh. Uh, yeah, it was scheduled, and they ended up killing it. But, oh, uh, don't say killing it in China. It's not right. right. <laughs> I don't know you, you've never been to an auto show. I went to the Shanghai Auto Show, and it's it's literally like three miles of buildings with nothing but car brands that you've never heard of from China. Oh, no. It's just absolutely mind-boggling how many people, <laughs> and they had live bands, and they had all the models, and they had characters wow. and costumes. I mean, it was a big deal there. But I, I made it through like seven buildings. I'm like, I can't do anymore. I'm exhausted. Know, so. It's crazy. It was nuts. You need to go sometime to the Beijing or the Shanghai Auto Show because it's a different beast there. They're not getting rid of anything out that way. Yeah, I I went to I was in China in 2019 just before the pandemic, and I'm pretty sure I brought the whole pandemic to America. <laughs> um, but no, I I didn't. But anyway, I don't think I did. Anyway, okay. uh, I did I did handle some monkeys and bats and things. Maybe monkey pox. Maybe I brought that back with me. But anyway, yeah, China. Wow. That's a whole nother planet. And it's it's so different, the culture and it really I mean, everybody should go there. Yeah, I you know, does it mean anything to us that the uh, the Beijing or the Shanghai, whichever auto show is not gonna happen? I don't think it really means much to us, does it? No, it doesn't it doesn't mean a lot to us, but it is a big deal because I mean you talk about bringing money into a city and people spending money and, yeah. and they do that there, but it's, it's amazing when you walk down line, you go, I don't know this brand. And it's all like homemade Chinese manufacturers that right. are just making little S boxes, you know, what that stands for. So, um, <laughs> yes. Words you can't know. say on the radio. Well, I can't say it on the radio. <laughs> we don't have too many of those anymore in the United States. Maybe one or two, but. Thank God. Full of them. Yeah, thank goodness. Thank all goodness. right. BJ, thank goodness for you. Uh, coming up next hour is George Kennedy III and Brian Moody from Auto Trader. Uh, enough SEMA talk, I think. We'll be back with another hour. Thank you, BJ. Hey, John. See you in a minute. 
word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, this is hour two. We will not bore you anymore with the uh, Consumer Electronics Show or the uh, SEMA Show or any of that, because now we're going to talk about test drives and stuff like that. Uh, first half an hour, George Kennedy III from uh, Car Gurus, Boston Globe, U.S. News and World Report, and The Drive. And then uh, bottom of the hour, Brian Moody's going to be here. Let me tell you what, George. Brian is going to talk about if you try and step on his glory, there's going to be problems. I'll tell you that right now. I'll see what I can. I don't want to rain on any of his parade. All right. So one of the things he's going to talk about is, and I I hope this is not on your agenda, but wait as long as you possibly can to buy an EV electric vehicle. That's what he's going to talk about. Wait as long as you possibly can. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the funny part, though, because that seems like all we're test driving. I know. Eight or so months. But that's okay, because listen, we test drive stuff before it even comes out. So it's fair enough that we test drive this stuff. But he's saying, and we'll get into this in the, the bottom of the hour here with Brian Moody, wait as long as you possibly can to buy an EV. And I don't disagree with that. Just in, in theory and principle all by itself, I don't disagree with that. The other thing is, he's got, uh, of course, it's autotrader.com, best SUV deals for November. And then he's been driving a Ford Transit Trail, which is a purpose-built adventure van. So hopefully you're not going to try to talk about any of that. What do you got for me? Well, I might want to talk about an electric vehicle. (laughs) I know. It's hard not to these days, but which one? So I have just been driving the Genesis GV60. Oh, not that again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. It's it's an electric crossover, and I I kind of put air parentheses around crossover. It's, It's really a tall hatchback and kind of a little bit bigger than your typical hatchback. It's the same platform as we've talked about, the Kia EV6, the Hyundai Ioniq 5. These all ride on the same cha- EV chassis. Mm-hmm. And then this is a little more of a luxury, but also a bit of performance type of crossover. It's got dual motor, all-wheel drive, up to 248 miles in range. All right, hold on, uh, hold on. Let me, I'm, I'm poking yeah. it in here. Let's just see. GV60, first ever Genesis GV, an SUV they're calling it for the new generation. What is that? I, I know they're calling it an SUV. Yeah. I am here to I'm looking at it. say I what branding is versus what reality is. I like know. We talked about coupes, right? I, don't, I hate it when brands use coupe for a, a four-door SUV with a, with a fastback. I, right? he, that's, he, that's he, not- here's what I would have called it. 
a newfangled design to take you into the future. Because this is not an well, SUV. Well, you know, with, with SUV, automakers know they can charge a bit more because there's a inherent presumption of safety and space right. and all these things. Perception, so, yes. Yeah, right. Honestly, if you know, this thing is a couple inches higher than you know, what would rightly be a hatchback or a fastback wagon. I'm looking at a picture of it. You guys should all Google GV60. It'll come right up. It's a 2023 Genesis, which is from the Hyundai brand. It's the premium side of the Hyundai brand. GV60. Actually, it's a very nice looking car, but I would not in any way, shape, or form call it an SUV. I don't know why they're doing that. It looks like a cool looking sedan. Crossover is a great catch-all for, for vehicles yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's a crossover sedan mm-hmm. with a hatchback. But I have to say, it looks cool. I like the look of it. It's, it's a really sharp-looking vehicle. It's probably, you know, Genesis has been moving towards more expressive designs in its vehicles with the large grille, the split headlights. And where a lot of automakers, a lot of luxury automakers, the cars are starting to look a little bit anonymous. Each one of the Genesis vehicles has its own distinct design language that you don't you're not confusing two cars in a lineup especially not this one no you'd never if you own this car you won't have anything else on the street that looks like it it's got its own flavor which one did you drive the advanced electric or the performance electric of which fifty nine thousand two hundred ninety dollars for the advanced <laughs> of course you're gonna throw out the price there yeah and you drove 68, the performance, 68, which, which makes the combined 483 horsepower wow. and i think something like Three and a half seconds, zero to sixty. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, and what's great about it too is it's a wide platform. This is true of both the e, the EV six and the Ionic five, but this is a wide car, and I love that because it's you have a lot of interior space because there's no drive line, thanks to the electric platform. There's no tunnel there, so you've got a little bit of open space there, so a little bit of open concept. And it handles really well. They put wide tires on it, wide yeah, wheels. No, it's got it's a good look. Hard corner, going a straight line. It is a dynamic and upscale little crossover. Well, I'll tell you, I'm looking uh, just. I'm oh, I'm on um, Genesis page for those who want to follow along in the hymn book. Car and Driver gives it an 8.5 out of 10. Edmonds gives it an 8.4 <clears throat> out of 10. I don't know who you're reviewing this for. Those are pretty high marks now. It's got a lithium polymer battery in it, 697 volts. It looks to me that it takes 68 hours with a 110 plug-in to charge. A 110 is a wall out. Come you on! You really can't plug in any. I knew you were going to try and isolate <laughs> that, that set. There's no electric vehicle that these days that you can plug in with a 110 outlet. You're talking level 2, 240. You're talking DC fast charging. Here's a number for you. With DC fast charging, it can charge from, I believe, like 18 to 80% in 18 minutes. Okay, but it's also saying seven hours with a 220. That's like your, uh, your dryer in your garage. An right. hour and 22 minutes with a 440 to fully charge. But you, like you, you're saying here, 18 minutes will give you enough to probably go 150 miles or so. Well, you know, yeah, that gets you up to 80%. In, right. For safety reasons, they throttle the voltage output. Yeah. So that last 20% takes longer. And yeah, that, that level two for seven hours, that's you're plugging in overnight, right? Yeah. I'm clicking on the performance page. 248-mile range, horsepower 314. 
Well, I mean, 250 miles, that's, you know, I mean, that's kind of the average these days, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and I, and I should know. point out, too, with the performance model, the range drops to 235, which is still pretty good. I have made the argument that if a car has over 220 miles of range and it has DC fast charging, it's easy to live with. This right. is a new generation of electric vehicles, a lot like them out there, that are quick to charge and give you a, a usable amount of range for everyday life. Yeah, 248 versus 230, 13 miles. I mean, I guess if you're 15 miles from home, 13 miles is a long way to walk. But I will say get, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful machine. Yeah. yeah. All right. And what you get instead is, you know, for that 13 mile difference in range, you get, you know, ridiculous horsepower, yeah. more horsepower. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. your performance uh, enthusiast. This is a legit fun little luxury car. I, I, I like the looks of it. I think um, well done to Genesis for a snarky looking personality of a car that is not an SUV. I don't care what they say. It's a crossover, all wheel drive. Um, if you want a lot of horsepower, you get that option. If not, um, I don't see how you go wrong. If you're looking for an electric car, these guys are making some awesome machines. All right, hang tight. We'll talk more with George Kennedy. Commercial break going to kill us. We'll be right back. It is The Drive. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. All right, I guess I went really long on that first segment. Um, George Kennedy's here, Boston Globe, U.S. News, World Report, The Drive. He's also a co-founder of Cartender, his own company. Uh, George Kennedy's been driving the all-new Genesis GV60. Kind of a nice little crossover. During the commercial break, I thought, where do you find one of these? They've, they've been available since about May of 2022. So I just happened to noodle upon a dealer down in Southern California that has uh, three of them. A black one, kind of a copperish colored one, and a white one. And they are all the performance variants. $72,560, what they're asking for. But they have them in stock. But George, I want to ask you, you know, this vehicle, I can't quite tell how big it is. Is it a big sedan? Is it a mid-sized sedan? I mean, because it's, it's crossover kind it, of a it, thing, you know? I can't. It's technically like a. So, so the SUV designation makes it a compact, but as far uh, as compared to cars, it's larger than like a Volkswagen Golf, right? So right. when I say hatchback, it is a wide vehicle. It's, it's large when you get up next to it. I've said this for the Hyundai Ionic 5, too, which is built on the same platform. It's hard to judge the proportions on it until you're right up next to it. And I think you're going to start seeing that with a lot of electric vehicles right. where 
They're doing new things with the platform. They're doing new things with the wind tunnel. You're going to start seeing new shapes and sizes come out of the auto industry. Yeah. And did you drive it on any fun roads or was it uh, just freeway or, I mean, cause you're in, you're near Boston somewhere. Did you take it on a trip and go get into the twisties with it? Yeah, so I mean, I I live uh, you know in southern New England, which is great for you know great weather eight months out of the year. But we've got these terrific back curving roads um, yeah. that you can really put it through its paces for for handling. But it's important too because we've got potholes and cracks in the road and all these other things. It was incredibly refined yeah. over all those bumps in the road, all so right. it does this great dual role of performance well, and comfort. If you're looking to spend between 60 and 70 somewhere, couldn't uh, hurt to test drive one of these new Genesis GV60. Looks like an awesome machine. Uh, we're going to come back with more George Kennedy. That's a short segment, but uh, it is what it is. We'll be right back. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability. Plus, a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com slash wilderness. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Our show brought to you in part by Subaru. Love, love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Thanks to Subaru for sponsoring the show. Uh, George Kennedy joining us. Thanks to George for driving cars like a wild man and reporting in. <laughs> reporting into uh, what he likes and doesn't like about the cars. Uh, just finally... Uh, and I like to ask this. I forgot because we got a short segment there. Was there anything you did not like about that Genesis? I'm just curious. It's going to sound really simple, but important. It didn't have a volume dial. Dope. It, it ha- yeah, yeah. It just had a little had a little yeah. roller thing in the center console. There's another thing in the steering wheel. I'm just always an advocate for and I, the tech in this car is easy to use. It's got a great touchscreen large icons, very sensible, intuitive layout. Yeah. Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, all this great, easy-to-use tech. The most important, simple thing is, you know, can you really easily turn up and down the volume or change the channel? And, you know, okay, you want a slick design, but uh, if you are having to rethink how you're interacting with a vehicle on that basic of a level, it's distracting. Yeah. Oh, I get you. Listen, I, if my, all my lights were to go out, my dash lights... If they were all to go out, and but the radio is still playing, and I needed to turn it down, I could find my on my Jeep. I could find my volume knob with Braille. That's right. You know, That's so right. I do. Uh, appreciate automotive that. journalist Craig Fitzgerald calls it the uh, you know the the winter six a.m. and it's still dark out, and the light bulb goes out in the garage. Right. Moment. Can you operate your vehicle? You know, yeah. while you're turning it on. Exactly. All right. I know you test drove another vehicle, and it seems to me like it was a hybrid, of which 
I am more fond of hybrids than anything right now. I think it's great that we have a lot of huge horsepower with the internal combustion engines and huge horsepower with the electric vehicles. But I think because gas is five bucks a gallon, we're some six bucks if you're in San Diego, seven bucks maybe even if you're in Beverly Hills. But depending on where you live, gas ain't cheap these days and neither is diesel. And so the most fuel efficient, smart way to not have anxiety with the range stuff and the timing of it is to have a plug-in hybrid especially plug-in but what do you got yeah so this is a hyundai tucson plug-in hybrid and you know we talk about i know how you feel about electric vehicles but what i think we're an area where i think you have been able to break bread with the uh electric vehicle evangelist is on plug-in hybrids because they offer you dual modes of fueling they offer you you know, zero emissions driving, you know, below a certain level, below a certain speed, you know, or just for the electric range. And then if you're going beyond where there are plenty of chargers or you just don't want to stop and you just want to keep going, there's the gas engine for that. You know, the electric vehicle zealots will say that it's an unnecessarily complex vehicle. It's a stopgap. I say that it's one of the best ways to ensure mass adoption because you've got a vehicle that's, that you can just drive like a regular SUV, but then you have this plug-in ability on it where you can learn to figure out where the charging port is right. or where charging stations are around you and get used to living with an EV. Well, it's a it's kind of a gateway drug, you might say, to the, yeah. to the other there side. There you go. <laughs> but what it is, it's like I watched my daughter do this. She got a Chrysler Pacifica Pinnacle, which is... She got two little kids, and her husband decided, you know what? I want my wife to be safe. I want her in a brand-new vehicle, in a minivan, and I want a a plug-in hybrid. So they got this Chrysler Pacifica. My daughter now says, Dad, I will never buy another vehicle that is not a plug-in hybrid. And they come to our house every Sunday for dinner. And what does my son-in-law do every Sunday? He opens my garage door where he has a one of the uh, charging things already plugged in in my garage, and he plugs in and steals my electricity while they're there for three or four hours, which, which I think is hilarious, you know? <laughs> it's, it's not, can I, can I borrow a cup of sugar? Can I, uh, can I charge my vehicle? I think it's brilliant. I got to tell you. Yeah. So, you know, here you don't have the range anxiety, and he, he told me, he said, they got like 990 miles out of their first tank of gas because everywhere they went, was on electricity and then they'd go back home and then finally after they used you know the gas that was in the tank they're like look at that now that makes sense and i think it is brilliant and i don't know why more car companies don't you know um kind of make that part of the lineup i'm i'm doing the choking neck thing with my hands like wake up you car makers make these plug-in hybrids people will buy them you know Anyway, yeah, I mean, some some might argue that they're a jack of all trades, master of none. But I would argue that it's it's more important to give buyers the option of choice, and not just the choice of hey, I can plug it in or I can fuel it up, but give you know for the Hyundai Tucson, you can get a gas-powered Hyundai Tucson, a hybrid Hyundai Tucson, I know, or a plug-in hybrid Hyundai Tucson. I it's, think giving shoppers that choice is really important. I think it is the smartest thing they can do because because it is for goodness sakes, George Kennedy. Thank you. Uh, where do you want to send people? You got plenty of time here to uh, to uh, you know beat your own drum. Yeah, I mean, check out 
Check out uh, one of uh, the uh, many other hats that I wear, cartender.com, especially if you're a dealer or an agency. We, you know, we help get the message out about uh, selling cars. There you go. Cartender.com. You can find his stories in Car Gurus, Boston Globe, U.S. News and World Report, and he's here on the drive most most of the time. Thank you, George. Hey, pleasure as always. All right, coming up next, Brian Moody. I know he's not a cow. I just like going Moody because I have cow. I have cows. We had to castrate a bunch of cows the other day. That's a bad job. Brian Moody from Auto Trader will be up next. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And joining us right now is my friend Brian Moody. He's executive editor of AutoTrader, autotrader.com. If you don't know what AutoTrader is, I don't know how to help you. I think get on it. <laughs> get on it. <laughs> um, yes, I, I. all I can say is AutoTrader has been such a great resource for me from I'm going to say as long as they've been out when they were a magazine and the con- converting into the digital realm, I kind of miss right. the, the, you know, going down and wherever I was like, you know, the little supermarket or whatever, picking up an auto trader and flipping through. Right. And it was like, it was fun. Those days are gone, man. Now it's all I used digital. to do it at the car wash. Yeah. Right. I used to buy yeah. the centerfold. I bought the centerfold of Auto Trader. I used to tell the lady that would come by, Lois, I remember her, sweet lady. I would say, I just want the centerfold. And they're like, yeah, all men want the centerfold. I said, no, I, it's actually, it was, I, I owned that centerfold for years where that's for my cars. I, I wanted that. Anyway, nice. there's no such thing nice. as a centerfold with magazines anymore. I mean, at least, you know, well, I guess there is. It just didn't used to. Anyway, enough about that. Okay, Brian, what's going on? <laughs> I was memorizing all these things, remembering. Remember, yeah. But anyway. Well, let's talk about one of your favorite topics. Yes. Ready for this? Yep. Electric cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My favorite stuff. I know. Yeah. I love electric cars. But here's our advice on electric cars. If you're going to get one, wait as long as possible. Don't buy one today. Because for most people today, it's not going to be as seamless of an experience as it will be in the future. So if you're one of those people that owns your own home, 
and you can modify it to put it in a charger and you have, you know, you do your commuting around town and it's within, you know, 100 miles each way or whatever. Great. It's going to be great for you. But if you want to do road trips or you live in an apartment, we're a little early. So uh, wait as long as possible to get one because the longer you wait, the more the technology is going to catch up. Like we're at a point right now where even you buy some used cars, they have different connectors. Tesla has one kind, you know, Hyundai has one kind, old Kia, they have another kind, Nissan Leafs have two different kinds just to make sure. And also people who have electric cars say that 72% of them have come across a non-working charger at some point. Right. Well, that's not great. But that will change as time goes by. So don't rush into it. Uh, you know, uh, get what you're going to get for now. And then later, wait as long as possible to get an electric car. And here's why I think they do make sense. I don't think they're going to kill gasoline-powered cars completely. Because think about this. If you had a 6.5-liter supercharged 800-horsepower V8 under the hood of your car, is the best use of that to be sitting on the 101 freeway going three miles an hour? No, no, I get uh, it. Right? Probably not. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't mean the car doesn't have merit in other instances, though, right? Right. So wait as long as possible to get an electric car. The longer you wait, the more things will catch up, and there will be at some point a sort of a tipping point where everyone kind of gets it, especially if you live in an apartment or if you have a long-distance commuter or like to do road trips. Those types of people, electric cars are not going to work great for right now. Well, I think, Later, uh, yeah, I think you're right. And um, I look at companies like Rivian. I see, I was just at SEMA last week and the Specialty Equipment Market Association. I saw like one or two Rivians there, which is a, a pickup truck. And I know they're yeah. going to be coming out with an SUV also. But um, there just isn't, they don't really know what to do with these things, the aftermarket quite yet. And there was a lot of electric vehicles there that, again, are just, um, they're still kind of going, uh, uh, what, what should we do with this, you know? And where right. the, the, the enthusiast car marketplace is, it's like 31 flavors, only it's 31,000 flavors, where right. um, electric vehicles right now are, they're kind of uh, vanilla a little bit vanilla, and then you have you know uh -huh. Tesla, who's makes the plaid version of it really fast. And but I I wouldn't know the difference between a plaid version Tesla and a, a regular Tesla. I just wouldn't. I, I'm not enough of a. Well, they've looked yeah. the same for so many years. That right. That, that gravy train's got to end sometime soon. Too. Right. There's just there's not enough personalization. A, a car has for so long for me been a a personal conveyance of who I am. You know. And right. With, and there's no tuning right now, at least not right. to speak of. Whereas with gas-powered cars, there's lots of tuning with the suspension and the transmissions and, right. the, and the mapping of the engine and the, the heads and the exhaust. We're not there yet with electric cars in terms of adding that type of personalization. Well, and I've also heard any modification has as many as 10 drawbacks. And especially when mm. it comes to something like an electric car where there's so many unknown things at this point. So yeah. um, I think they're yeah. afraid. But, but those things to won't modify. remain unknown. No, no, they won't because <laughs> there's going to be people that will modify. People will learn. And that's right. They yep, learn the people hard will way. Learn. You know, but I, I you know, I, I tend to agree. Not that you couldn't, you know, you certainly you buy a car and, and uh, you're probably going to be happy with what you get. 
And if not, you trade it yeah. back in and get another one, you know? So. And for the people who want gasoline-powered cars, they're still going to be available for a long time. Yeah. I think certain electric cars, like the Genesis GV60 is a good example. I think it will change people's minds because it's quiet, it's quick, it's comfortable, it looks cool, and it has interesting features inside that you can't get on other cars. So it's not just like, oh, this is a normal car, except it's electricity. It's other features, the screens, the shifter, yeah. the seats, all that is unique to that car. And that's what lends it to people wanting to be part of what that is, no matter how it's powered. Well, and I think, you know, to this point of wait as long as you can, because at this point, there's still a lot of people that are um, asking questions and don't really understand what they're buying. At least maybe don't make it your primary car until you uh, right. have had, you know, friends that have had them and given you the drawbacks. And that's what right. shows how like many, this is for. How, let me ask you this, Alan. How many four and a half ton, 1,000 horsepower, $100,000 trucks do we need to buy to save the planet? <laughs> Let's just let that one hang. We'll take a break. <laughs> Brian Moody from autotrader.com. Uh, we'll take a break and be back with more scintillating conversation about cars, trucks, SUVs, and electric cars. Stay with us. She's a runner, rebel, and a stunner On the mirror way, saying, baby, what you gonna Looking down the barrel of a hot red 45 Just another way to survive the word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Well, this is uh, The Drive. I'm Alan Taylor. Our show brought to you in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. By the way, Brian Moody joining us. Uh, Brian, autotrader.com. I forgot to say that. Uh, I was at SEMA, the uh, trade show there, and Dodge is yeah. now, and Mopar, I guess, is now offering a 1,500-horsepower V8 engine, crate engine, which means that you can build a hot right. rod. 1,500 horsepower. Oh my gosh! Oh, that's yeah, that's breaking the law, right here. That's for racing. That's for racing. <laughs> yeah, I know, but listen, guys are going to put them in their hot rods and idle them up and down the street. You know. Anyway, yeah. I just thought that was funny. All right, so best. You know what I think you know what, what I think you need, what? Alan. This is what I think you need. I think you need a sob update from me. Oh, Ready for this. <laughs> okay. It has developed an oil leak. Oh well, of course. <laughs> Shocking. Oh I know. my gosh! Yeah. And that's the end of my update. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brian Brian bought a Saab, and he is now sobbing about an oil leak. I do love the car, though. The way it drives, it's a twin-turbo V6. Oh, oh my gosh, funny. it's a great car. Too but funny. there's nothing quite as concerning as, oh, that's oil on the ground. Huh. Yeah, oh, I bet that shouldn't be there. God help you. All right, so you have a best SUV deals for November from autotrader.com. Yeah. What do you got? Yes. If you're looking for a deal on some SUVs, yep. buddy, yep. here are some places to look. Okay. Remember when we used to have 0% financing? Right. Well, that's gone. Except for <laughs> dun, 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 the Dodge Durango. 
Oh, really? 0% APR for 48 months on most trim levels. Wow. That's not a bad little truck for 0% financing, no, right? No, that's a nice I, 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 I'm into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we have the Ford Escape. That is, the deal on that is 1.9% APR for mm. 60 months. Mm. Not a bad deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Similar story with the Honda HRV. This is a special subsidized lease. You got to come up with thirty nine hundred dollars down, but it's two forty nine per month for thirty six months. That's not yeah. a bad lease. Well, and, and here's and, an even and, better and one. Here's though. the deal. This is why this is important: is that the feds just keep on raising the rates, right. and so right. when you see zero percent or one point nine or you know, like you said, a special subsidized deal from Honda, you know, they're trying to make it to where even though the rates are going up, that you know, hurry while you have a chance, take advantage of this, because I don't think you're going to see a lot of this for very long, but continue on. All right, listen to this one. This one's even better. Probably the best one on the list, is my opinion. Zero down payment, 209 per month for 36 months on a Hyundai Kona. Wow. That's pretty killer. Yeah. No money down. Because remember, when you lease and you put money down, guess how much of that you get back? None. That's right. So... Oh. This is a good deal. Well, uh, and Jeep you, Compass, another one? Yeah, hold on. The Kona is yeah. actually a nice little vehicle, too. So I like it. So a couple hundred yeah, bucks like a it. month in this world, and you get, you know, these are, I think these are probably pushing 40 miles to the gallon, too, these little vehicles. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, continue. Another 0% APR for the Jeep Compass, 0% APR for 36 months. That's Ooh. not a bad deal on the Jeep. And remember, some of these are popular. Like, this isn't just the you know, the dregs that no one wants. Right. This is some pretty good deals. Yeah. 1.9% APR on the Mazda CX-9. I think the Mazda CX-9 is probably about to be replaced. It's been around for a while. But the current one is perfectly nice. It's very comfortable, nice and luxurious wonderful. inside. Yeah. Uh, the Nissan, do you like that one? Yeah, the CX-9 is a wonderful machine. Really nice. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. But it's been around for a while. So my guess is when they offer these special editions or special leases, it might be about to be replaced. You guys have a Rogue, right? Don't you have a 2022 or 2023 Rogue? 2021 Nissan Rogue. Love it and still love it. And I hate that they uh, increased the horsepower a little bit on the 2022 model. But you know what? We're not driving that thing around like a race car anyway. So what? Yeah. it's got an extra 25 yeah. or whatever. But uh, yeah, I love the vehicle. Well, on a 2023, you can get 2.19. So let's just call it 2.2% APR mm. for 36 months. That's pretty good for a Nissan Rogue. Yeah. Uh, Nissan's, those Rogues come with things like uh, the 360 parking camera, automatic emergency braking, you know, some nice features. We also have a Subaru on our list of some of the best SUV deals. That's the Subaru Crosstrek, $2,500 down, 285 a month for 36 months. Wow. Okay, yeah. decent. Yeah, great little car. And competing directly against the Subaru, is the 2022 Toyota Corolla Cross. Mm. It's kind of like a baby RAV4, like a Corolla made into an SUV. Right. Three grand down, 319 a month for 36 months. Mm. You know, and I haven't driven the, the Cross yet, but it's kind of like, uh, like you said, it's a competitor to the Subaru Cross Trek, the Corolla Cross. Yeah. It's kind of a little, uh, you know, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Extreme lifestyle. They kind of took a a vehicle that uh, didn't exist and created something out of it. But Toyota, you yeah. know, and, and, and Subaru and uh, Mazda and Nissan, uh, these are all great yeah. vehicles. Nobody makes a bad car that sells their product in the United States these days. Every one of them will last you for a decade 
and if you take good care of it, it'll yeah. it'll give you really good service. You know? Yeah, and some of these we're talking about zero percent financing. That used to be common. If now it's kind of a thing of the past. But here's yeah. we just gave you two examples of of zero percent APR. Yeah. I don't know. Do I see myself driving a Dodge Durango? Maybe if the payment's right. You know what? I have a friend who bought one, and it's that Battleship Gray. And uh, yeah, she, like that. she works at the uh, title company over here. And I saw her pull in, and it had some big wheels and tires on it, you know, kind of stock vehicle, too. But it was this Battleship yeah. Gray and, and uh, dark windows. And I said, you know, that is an awesome-looking vehicle. She goes, I know. It's my new hot rod. And I thought to myself, it's funny. <laughs> this, is, this is her talking to me. And I'm like, what do you mean it's your yeah. new hot rod? She goes, this thing's got a V8 yeah. under the hood. And she was, like, all over this thing. And I thought, isn't that funny? SUVs. You can you can see them however you want, and they give you so many different flavors of them. But uh, if you're looking for a best deal on the SUV, uh, you can find them for November anyway at uh, autotrader.com. Uh, that whole list is there. There you go. Brian Moody will be right back. We're going to talk about uh, a new Ford Transit Trail purpose-built adventure van. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. You know, a lot of my friends have been, you know, at, at this age of our life where we're at, we start looking at taking little adventures. And one of my friends, he bought this $150,000 Sprinter van. And I found out, I was like, I go, yeah. how much? $150,000? He goes, oh, and I actually, then I added some stuff to it, so it's a little more than that. I was like, oh, my gosh. Brian Moody joining us. Going to talk about Ford Transit Trail, which is a purpose-built adventure van. These little adventure vans. Those overland yeah, vans. Yeah. There you, you know, go. That's yep. kind of all the rage right now. They, they're usually sprinters, but you can make them out of, uh, what are those Nissan vans called? Like an NV3500 or right. something like that. Yep. Uh, you can make them out of these Ford Econo lines, too, the old Ford Econo lines. People are making out of but all kinds of this things. This one, yes, you can make them out of tons of stuff. Yeah, I think that you could probably make it out of a what are the Chevys called? A, a Chevy? Yeah, the the just the uh, G thirty five or twenty five Savannah yeah. or Safari oh, or something like right, that. Right, 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 right. That's funny. So well, what is this? So one? Ford has this one that's kind of already pre configured for that kind of thing. It's got a three point five liter twin turbo EcoBoost, and yeah. that's 310 horsepower. Yeah, that's so this great. is a Ford Transit van. Right. 
but they have that you know hooked up to a 10-speed transmission and all-wheel drive. 3.5 inches of ride height, so that's you know decent ground clearance. How many? Wait, wait, wait. How many terrain tires on this hold version? It. How many inches of ground clearance? It's an extra 3.5 inches of ride height, so that gives you a little bit of extra ground right, clearance, right. and they put 31-inch all-terrain tires oh, on each, you know, all four quarters. And so this is the full-size transit van, right? Yes. This isn't yes, a little yes, one. Yes. This is a pretty good-sized vehicle. Wow. Yeah. Right. So, and it's not just the mechanical things that we just said. No, those mechanical things, the, you know, the 10-speed transmission, all-wheel drive, and the twin-turbo EcoBoost. But it also comes with stuff that makes it easier to upfit. So it doesn't come with all the equipment you're going to need, but it comes with as a good blank canvas. So there's drillable areas ready for cabinets, right. bedding, that kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of people uh, there's like an doing upfitter it themselves. package. Yeah. Yeah, people do that, right? And so here's stuff that you might not know. If you go to make one yourself, people often have an auxiliary fuse panel. Well, this mm. comes with that. Mm. They have additional switch gear and a large center console. This comes with that. Mm. Also, a battery pack so that you can leave the van off and you can run some of your, you know, accessories. Maybe you want to watch TV. Maybe you want to charge up your phone. Maybe you have lights in a stereo or something like that. You know, that yeah. kind of thing comes with the van or at least a way to upfit it. So that's Smart. worth looking into. Yeah. It's not cheap though. How much? Sixty-five nine seventy-five before destination and handling. So yeah. Well, let's just call this a, uh, a sixty-seven thousand dollar truck, you know. Well, but at the same time, it's funny because my friend add a hundred thousand to that, and that's where he ended up with the Sprinter yeah. version of it. So I know if you do this yourself, and even if you spend another ten grand doing it yourself, making it the way you want it, which a lot of people are doing, maybe they don't want all the fancy motorhome stuff because they still want a van to be able to use maybe for work. You know, right? They put a bed in there and maybe a little porta potty thing or whatever they want. An all-wheel drive, you can go anywhere with that thing. That's I think it's all-wheel drive and yeah. 487 cubic feet of customizable cargo space. Yeah. So that's bigger than a lot of them, but you know not as big as some. So it's right in the middle. But as much as I hate to say, sixty-seven thousand dollars is a bargain. Like you said, it's not hard to spend a hundred thousand dollars on one of these vans, and that might even be doing some of the work yourself. Right. Exactly. So it's called the Ford Transit Trail. And it's a purpose-built yeah. adventure van. And with the aftermarket world being, like I said, I was just in Las Vegas for the specialty equipment show. A lot of the uh, what's called OEM, original equipment manufacturers, that's Ford Motor Company in this case, they offer a selection of stuff for your vehicle, roof racks, and I don't know, I'm going to make up yeah. a few solar panels and all kinds of crazy things that you can add, you know, ladders going up the side or the back, snorkels yeah. in case you want to go off into the, you know, into the stream or whatever, because it's all wheel drive. They have Auxiliary a tremendous... air conditioning. Yeah. That's something too. Right, right. They have a lot of those things available. I was looking because I have a Jeep and I thought to myself, man, look at that. They've thought of everything. And it's not just with uh, the Jeep Wranglers. It's with a lot of the Jeep products in particular. I just happened to be walking around. Yeah. And then that's when I spotted that 1,500 horsepower uh, V8 engine that you can buy a crate engine. It's like insanity. Let's All right. make something out of that. Get one. Yeah. Let's make something. <laughs> I know, right? They're, I don't know how much are they, like 50 grand or something. All right, Brian Moody, uh, you guys can find the best SUV deals for November at autotrader.com and the Ford Transit Trail purpose-built adventure van, autotrader.com, and a whole lot more. Uh, that's sure. it for me this week. Uh, Brian, thank you. 
Yep. Thank you. All right, guys. Time to go have some fun if you can. See you next week right here on The Drive. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability. Plus, a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com slash wilderness.